I was thinking ahead of time about how difficult talking about this movie is going to be because there's so many characters. Mm-hmm. So I would just like to say these characters' first names mm-hmm. and see if you guys can guess who they are. Oh, jeez. I've watched this movie twice. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Dave. That's the pastor? Correct. Okay. I wow. Only, I only know that because I just watched three and he's the main character in three. He is the producer of all the movies. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Mark. Probably main guy. That is the... Is that is that the boyfriend of the reporter? Correct. Wow! Oh, Played by Dean Cain. Oh, is that if that was? Okay, that's the rich guy, right? Yeah, yep, the rich okay, guy. Jeez, I got one wrong already. This is I only yeah. saw one scene with him in it. Josh. That's main guy. Is that the main guy? Yeah, that's the main guy. What's his full that. name again? Josh Wheaton. Oh, because I kept thinking his name was Josh Wheaton. (laughs) Martin. That's the... There's a character named Martin? That's the Chinese guy? Correct. Really? Are you peeking? I'm not peeking. (laughs) I'm just thinking, what would I name these characters? Jude. What? Oh, Jude's got to be... How am I doing so bad at this? The... (laughs) That's not the African pastor, is it? It is. Oh, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. All right, now we're getting into the female characters. Good luck. Kara. Oh, jeez. Is that the main guy's girlfriend? Correct. Oh, I thought reporter. Why am I so good at this? I don't know. Amy. That's got to be a reporter, right? That's (laughs) the cafeteria girl. It is the reporter. Ah. Okay. Mina. That is cafeteria girl, a.k.a. Kevin Sorbo's girlfriend. Correct. Oh, a.k.a. brother of rich or sister of rich guy. You probably didn't get that far. No, I did not. No. no. (laughs) Uh, Aisha. I don't remember any black characters in this movie. That is the Muslim girl? Correct. Oh, right. I didn't think Aisha would be like an Arabic or Middle no. Eastern name, but maybe it is. Yeah, I maybe. I don't know. This movie relies heavily on stereotypes. Yeah, I want to talk BTW. about that. But That's why I was thinking of doing this is because it's just so hard to talk about. Are there any other names? Uh, professor. <laughs> he doesn't have a first name. I have no, I have wow. no idea who that would be. I didn't know that. I uh, know he's just always professor, which is weird because he's well, like no, the, he's he like, has to have a first name because there's a dramatic moment where his girlfriend calls him by his first name, and he's like, "We're on oh, campus. Yeah, right. Can you call me Professor Radisson?" But it didn't make IMDb. Oh, so. Professor Radisson. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm already nervous about this one. So much. 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 And no thanks to Ross for nominating this movie and then deciding that he wanted us to record it with him. We This week we are reviewing the blockbuster God's Not Dead Part 1. Yes. Or the first one, I should say. Yes. Starring uh, 90s Hercules Kevin Sorbo. And a bunch of no-name people. A bunch of no-name people. And with the producer a, of the movie. Two with, producers of the movie actually a, are in this. With a brief appearance by... Hollywood superstar Willie Robertson, yes, uh, of 90s Superman Dean Cain, and uh, everyone's favorite band, the Newsboys. Yes, everyone's favorite 90s band. Everyone's favorite <laughs> band from the 90s, the Newsboys. So, I will just go out and say right away, I did not make it through this movie. <laughs> I 
made it 35 minutes in and I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. So I will, I'll chip in as much as I can, but I'm very curious to hear about the rest of this movie from the two of you. <laughs> I, I started, I, 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 as, as may be known, I watched both these first two movies a long time ago and it had a very, very long Twitter thread on each of them. Yeah, it's like 80 like a live tweets, tweet. I think. It was a lot of fun. But I, it, it's good. I enjoyed myself. The yeah. tweets were good. The movies... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the first movie, I actually enjoy somewhat. The first and second one was hot garbage. And I just watched the third and I enjoyed it. Um, okay. The third I can thought you, was even... Sorry. Can you tell me what you enjoy... Just and as an overview, uh-huh. what did you enjoy about this movie specifically? Absolutely. Because I am... Dumbfounded. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... My standards of what makes a, a good movie are probably different than many's. Um, things that I often don't care about are things like cinematography or directing a lot of the times. This is the perfect movie for you then because it had neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, things I'm looking at is characters and story and coherent plot. This had some of that. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you. I'll give you that the characters are very fascinating creations in that okay. they're spun from whole cloth because no human acts like these people. Okay. So <laughs> I, I largely agree with that in that that each character is like an instant flanderization of itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that is a good description of it. They're they're, they're very exaggerated to prove is, a point. Yeah. It's like if that character had been in a sitcom for seven seasons. Uh huh. And it was like, all right, what do we know about this character? It's this one thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, obviously, all the characters are heavily exaggerated human beings. However, they still generally act within their own logic constantly. Is part of why you appreciate this movie just like it's stone-cold effectiveness? Yeah. It for has, its presumed it has, audience? It has a goal, and it does it. Yeah. like I won't not, disagree with that. Not, maybe not well, but... From it, what like, I've seen, this is... A, I want to say preaching to the choir, but that's not that's yeah. not even the right thing. Absolutely, it's made for the type of audience that is going to see it, and the uh-huh. people that are going to see it are going to enjoy it. This this movie is not entertainment. This movie is exhortation. If yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> like it's this, basically, it's I don't I don't want to say it's propaganda, the, but it's like it's literally preaching. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a sermon. It's it's like the conclusion of the movie is, hey guys, why don't you all open up your phone, text to all context. God's not dead. Like that's the conclusion of the movie. That's what they want <laughs> really? from you. Yeah, that it ends, that happens. It ends with that being told to an audience at a Newsboys concert. Oh, yes. Oh, I like how the movie ends like a DreamWorks. Yeah, child's movie. We're all gonna, we're gonna have a dance party at the end where everybody comes together, <laughs> except the guy who dies. Except the guy who dies. Kevin Sorbo dies at the end. <laughs> what? You know? Oh, okay. Well, let's just give a quick rundown wow, of the plot. I, I'm. Tyler. Almost almost regretting like Tyler, not having watched okay. this. Yeah, I'm going to try please. to give a rundown of the plot. So, Josh Wheaton is a freshman at... at A.K.A. A- Joss Wheaton. Joss Wheaton <laughs> is a freshman at college, gets signed up with this philosophy class, with this professor who's just mean. He, he, make, he has a reputation. He has a reputation. The professor makes everyone on the first day of class sign a piece of paper that says God is dead and then sign their name so that we don't have to go over that in philosophy class. Because it's not the place for it, I guess. Uh, Josh, I want to talk so much. Doesn't want to do it because he believes in God. 
also doesn't want to drop the class, even though that's clearly presented as an option to him. And he talks about it a lot. It's not he, like they skip oh, past I want to talk it. about that, too. He just doesn't want to because he thinks that he... It would mess with the schedule, pretty much. Well, he, <laughs> he, says, he says specifically, I would have to redo my entire schedule. Yeah. I, I laughed out loud because I knew what the plot of the movie was. And I'm like, they're just going to... Just, oh, my schedule. Like, oh, yeah, this is like the Roman Colosseum here, guys. Oh, my goodness. They don't anyway, even care. so he decides that he. In that thing, sign he, it. he even talks about that, but he even. He just decides that he wants to try to convince everyone that God exists. He's to the chagrin dead. of his girlfriend and everyone in his Everyone life. gets mad at him. And the professor. And the um, students. And then he goes on to not prove that God is alive just prove that the existence of god is unknowable chalks it up as a victory i guess <laughs> then... well well essentially the professor gets mad at him and thus yeah. he wins the debate because the professor is the one who got because mad. he proves that, pro- that the professor really is just mad at god personally yes um what? yes yeah and then there lots of other characters also have storylines that's storyline one of five there's like yeah. a lot all lines converge at this newsboys concert yep they all end outside up there. of which the professor gets hit by a car. Just what? Out of, completely out of nowhere. Con- That's completely how out of he nowhere. dies? Converts on his death... I want to say deathbed, but death streets. Yeah, he's laying on the pavement. Laying on the road. The, the, Con- the pastor guy meets up with him. Converts in his dying moment presumably dies and then the newsboys concert just goes on anyway that like, cannot be what happened no one no one like talks about it it doesn't come up no no one learns that it had happened like josh no. goes to the concert we never see him learn that the guy died the, the newsboys Wait, so the newsboys at the concert say something like you know we heard that there is a i was like oh they're gonna mention the death outside their concert right no, no. they they what does they even mention? Like, oh, they mentioned that there was a, a brave college student yeah. here who stood up. They don't mention that. Oh, by the way, that past. Oh yeah, the guy that he was professor? arguing against just, I, they just died. died. Can I ask? Was anyone there when Kevin Sorbo dies? Yeah, the pastor was. The pastor and the and the, so, the guy with the African pastor. Oh, those, oh. So he just those, shows up. Those there. two go through a series of like of failures, comical failures of trying to go to Disneyland. Their car doesn't start. And all the while, Jude is trying mm-hmm. to convince him that it's all part of God's plan yep. and that it's fine and that don't get mad. That, like, just... actually try to have Christian-like character and be patient. Like, yeah. That, yeah. Well, even, I think beyond that, he's basically just, like, don't try to, like, change or improve anything. Like, he doesn't even call, like, a second rental car company. Well, he, did, he, he just kind of takes it. No, he, he tries, but the rental car guy was late for a play, play tryout. Yeah. I would so like to note that one thing about Jude being so cool about all this is that He's constantly shocked by that he's even in America at all. Yeah. Which kind of weird in its own right. But the other guy says, I'll just call the rent-a-car company and they'll drive it to us. Mm-hmm. Jude is shocked. To be fair, I actually know Are people. Are you kidding me? Dude. They I... will drive the car to us? That's... What a country. Yeah. That... I know people who would actually think that, though, to be fair. I mean. Like, my, my father-in-law goes to Kenya a lot. And, I'd be a little. Yeah, they would all be shocked. I, I actually honestly wouldn't even assume that that's how it worked. I yeah. would assume that I would have to go to the rental car place. I, I think it's more I think it's more how he plays it. Yeah. That's oh, it's all. it's very stereotypical. Look, that's obvious. You're getting caught up on. I am getting very caught up small, on the details. There's so much more. But the fact that the professor <laughs> dies. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. yeah that's oh. the craziest part of the whole movie. And the, I don't think the car stops. Like, I don't. No, I'm pretty sure that car does not stop. A hit no. and run at a Newsboys concert. Yeah. We've seen it a million times, haven't we, folks? We yeah. have, really. It's tragedy. Okay, so so, so that's storyline one. Storyline two, <sighs> and once again, I'm just going to start us off because I only saw the first 
two scenes of each one uh-huh. of these. Yep. Storyline two is there's a reporter. Yep. And her oh, whole geez. and she wants to do gotcha journalism uh, on Willie Robertson. <laughs> the Robertsons are the like the bane of my existence when it comes to they this movie. Just, I, I, so so she ambushes him in front of a church and asks him the dumbest easiest to refute questions of all time she might I, as well have just been said does your parent do your parents know you're gay like that <laughs> level of like third grade logic it's i don't know if it's even that it's just it's like set up for him to like like it's softballs for him to knock out of the park basically. like wow you actually hunt things you think that killing animals is okay yeah and like, like he's gonna like, like he's never heard that before he's like oh you what you're right <laughs> wow and she works for the new lefts is literally the name of the paper <laughs> yeah. you and and you, her boyfriend is played by Dean Kane, who's like a big stockbroker or something. And she, when she woke up this morning, she was already late for this gotcha journalism thing because her car got broken into and her GPS was stolen. Can I just say her storyline is incredible? Oh, she gets cancer, by the way. So she gets I'm cancer. sorry, what? <laughs> so her storyline is incredible because it's basically just like a weird morality tale that like if you aren't. A Christian, your life will be bad. Uh huh. Th- that in ways that aren't related. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like but the, your alarm clock well, will the, go off. The conclusion is the the Christians will at least care about you when your life goes bad. But all these other people, they have other motivations. Well, and they and won't care like about her, your bad life. Like her boyfriend. Yeah, right? her boyfriend. And, and also that you can find joy in your life, yeah. even if bad things are happening. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Like that's obviously yeah, a major part of the appeal. Yeah. But like. The way it's presented mm-hmm. <laughs> is that this woman's <laughs> life is terrible yeah. for no reason. She doesn't do anything. Yeah, no. It's just she. She well, she does. Like, well, it, go, not... it goes back to everything that I said earlier that all of these characters are insane exaggerations of human beings. This is just like, yeah, tragedy does happen to people. Yeah. Usually not exactly in this way, though. No. <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah, and and like the way that her boyfriend reacts to her saying that she has cancer uh-huh. is unbelievable. What is he? It's unbelievable. He's like. Like, well, sorry, uh, we're done. He's made, well, first he's just like, you couldn't have told me this tomorrow? Because he had like good news about his job. Essentially, he's like, well, we were both in this relationship because it was mutually advantageous. Yeah. And now it's not, and we're done. Sorry, later. Sorry. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it is dark. Like, he it's is, really he is an insane uh, exaggeration of a person who is very self-centered i guess oh, okay i don't yeah. know i mean yeah that's the trick is that everyone is so exaggerated i think I mean, yeah it makes it difficult. obviously there are a lot of problems with this movie uh-huh. hold on that's only storyline two of oh well i was just gonna say quick about that guy i think he shows that part of what's weird about the movie is that there are so many storylines uh-huh. and they have to basically get their whole character thesis out in like two minutes yeah like they have to work through the entire storyline in such mm-hmm. a short amount of time that they almost need to just say like oh i'm a bad person yeah like they yeah. might as well yeah and that's okay. kind of another thing of why i kind of like this movie is that it does that decently effectively <laughs> I, if you're gonna have a movie with that's I, okay no it's, I, it doesn't i wouldn't say well yeah, but yeah effectively but I, I agree with you in the sense that if you're gonna make this kind of movie like if you are already on board with uh-huh. making uh-huh uh, one of those movies with too many characters, yep. and you're gonna have each person be its own separate, yeah. incredibly thick morality play. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to, I guess, write it in the most ham-fisted way ever. Yeah, you do. Probably. This is, is kind of like uh, if Crash 
was written by had had five storylines written by five different writers instead of all the same writer. And they presumably had never written before. And they and they didn't know about the other storylines. This is like if Crash had a vocabulary of ten thousand words that it was allowed to use. Like the ten thousand most common words in the English language. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, okay, what are the other storylines? There's the Muslim girl who doesn't like covering up her head. Okay. What's she, going on with that? I'm That made me so uncomfortable. She does not intersect with almost anything. No, she's very, very different. She oh. talks to the what, pastor. What happens to her, by the way? Um, Her dad, her dad gets her, mad. And then eventually she, she goes, goes to, to the, the church. Boys concert. Well, first she goes to the church and talks to Pastor Dave. Okay. I forgot that. And then she goes to the concert. Yeah, and then she texts her and all of her contacts, God's not dead. And then after Including the movie, she dad? gets stoned, I assume. She's she's basically just like a character to be in the movie. Because like the, the, the main driving part of the movie is obviously uh-huh. the kid proving that God might exist. Yeah. So I guess she's in there to tell everyone just like, you know, well, you a can God, convince Muslims too. A God might exist. Yeah. But well, definitely not that one. What made me people are mean in that one. Yeah. So what, it can't what be. What made me uncomfortable was that it just seemed like they need it, it she didn't need to be in there. No, she and didn't. she clearly I mean, I'm gonna say maybe something really dumb that I'm gonna cut. That's okay. But it didn't seem like she was really wrapping her headscarf in an authentic way. <laughs> no, it seemed like she didn't. Friends, okay, we, we, both, again, we don't know what we're talking we about. We live in the Twin Cities, and I've seen enough women like with headscarves on that I was like, she's just like putting it on top of her head. I think they wanted her to mess with it a lot so she could look more uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, she probably, I don't know. I don't know. It made me feel bad because it yeah. felt like... It was just kind of a middle finger from these writers to Muslims. Does that make sense? Yeah. It felt bad. That to certainly me. would play to their audience. It, it made me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is kind of reminds me of the other smaller storyline, which is the Chinese foreign exchange That's student. That's right. Uh-huh. Yes. Talking who, to his dad. Who he, what happens to him? So you probably didn't get it into any of him, really. No, nope. all, all I got was him signing up for classes and the girl being like, um, what is PRK or so, PRC stand? Yeah, so he has some conversations with his dad over the phone. Uh-huh. Inexplicably, it's daytime in both locations. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I did think of that when I was tweeting yeah. a long time ago, but I forgot about this time. Um, and he, he, his dad keeps being like, I hope you're keeping up with your studies. And he's like, man, I'm, I'm like really getting caught up in this one class where they're talking about God a lot. And he's like, well, what does your professor say? He's like, well, he says God doesn't exist. And he's like, well, then God doesn't exist. <laughs> um, and then so he talks more to his dad about it. And if he talks to Josh eventually. He does eventually talk to Josh. He that's tells the, oh, that's main, the character, main character. Main character. Yeah. He, and he essentially is kind of the... Um, singular person that proves to josh that he was right yeah i think that's basically his role in the story Pretty much yeah. he talks to josh and he's like i'm so glad that you did this uh, a, because a person who oh, okay. not only wasn't christian before but had, would never in his life have inv- encountered jesus in any way correct yeah yep god so it. that's kind of his role that's pretty okay, much nothing okay. really that entertaining happens with him. So then, and then eventually at the end of the movie, he also texts all the contacts in his phone. God's not dead, yep. which I assume means a bunch of people in China are going to go to jail. Well, and at one point his dad actually says, yeah, don't say that kind of stuff over the phone. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if that's how it works. Maybe it is. Uh, who knows? That would be, I don't know. Who knows? But in Maybe the wor- his dad is a government Especially official. Especially not talking but about in the, the world- concept of God abstractly. In yeah. the world of this movie. That's absolutely how it the, works in this the world. Exaggeration. The exaggeration. The Chinese government 
will see a text to his dad and arrest him. You're, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, so assume that everything in this making... movie is three hundred percent exaggerated. Then yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what they. Those are the rules they established for it us is. in this yeah. movie, and so that's the internal logic. Committing a Chinese crime. So another character. So the the jerk Wall Street guy. Oh, yeah. His sister is dating the professor. Sorbo. Oh, really? Yes. That's yes. how they're connected. Yep. Yes. Yep. And they have the most toxic relationship ever depicted Holy in media. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get that far. <laughs> or at least the most toxic one that doesn't involve like actual violence. Well, so first off, he is insanely pretentious, which I guess kind of stands the reason because he's a philosopher. It fits with his character anyway. But the rest it's of the you know obviously three hundred percent exaggerated. So he is miserable, and uh, she is. He you know, also can I do a quick say. He talks about this thing with uh-huh. him and Josh yeah. debating about God yeah. in every time he's on screen. Yeah. He's talking to other professors. Yep. He Even when she interrupts him at the end of the movie when he's like yep. talking to people yep. at school, he's only thinking about this. Is yeah. this guy just a real nutcase? It has taken over he his is, life. He well, is, in it's fact, because, It's because he's so angry at God. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. So, so anyway, so she is a nice Christian and she's trying to make this relationship work. And she was his student at one point. Yes. Oh, so that was that's, saucy. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so they eventually make it through, and she kind of just like, all right, I'm done with this, and it doesn't really work out very good. And she breaks up with him, and then right he, on time for him to get hit by a car. Yeah, he gets hit by a car, and then <laughs> turns out she didn't need to because he he converted. So yeah, <laughs> all good. <laughs> good point. Yikes. So um, this movie is weird. So I think we've summed up all the plot lines. I think so. Does Willie Robinson show up anymore? No, but the Newsboys do. Doesn't he? Oh. Does he show up at the concert? Oh, does he? Um, I don't... Oh, he shows up on the video screen. Right. Oh, at the boy. concert. He, he gives everyone the, the idea to text everyone. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I want to talk about... Um, I know we all want to talk about things, but I want to do mine first because it's earlier in the movie. Yep. I want to talk about how this professor presents this thing and... How I actually want to give some props to the professor on this uh-huh. one. Do we know where this college is at? No. Do we know anything about this college? It is just a generic college. Yeah, I assume generic Midwest. Um, Seems like it. The I I assumed that the his name is Josh Wheaton. I assume there there's that's kind of a some kind like of dog like whistle a, to Wheaton College, which is a Christian university. Which, but they wouldn't have a professor who said God is dead. That's no, absolutely. So it's not. clearly a public university. Yeah. So and he's teaching a philosophy class. The main one of the the producer guy that's in the movie is from like Michigan or something. Oh wait. Oh okay. They're, there you go. They got to be near Disneyland though, right? Oh yeah, they're gonna drive. Oh Disneyland. okay. So it's probably in the southern in the south somewhere. Southish. Nobody yeah. has a southern I, accent though. No, maybe Florida, like South. Maybe Florida. they're in like Ohio, and it's just gonna be a long drive. <laughs> like a two day oh wait where's Willie Robinson where are they at they're from oh. like Louisiana okay. I think that's probably where we're at that's gotta be that's a, a decent thing. drive to you could drive to yeah it's doable that's doable so it's probably so it's Alabama or Louisiana whatever state yeah, we're really somebody. getting caught up on the location no hey, you got I got it I gotta know it's reasonable anyway so this is a public institution and this guy is teaching intro to philosophy F- philosophy 150 150 that's correct so which I mean he's really Assigning a lot of reading, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but this professor can teach this class however he wants. Dude's got tenure, like, man. Like, he, not only does he have tenure, but he can say, like, all right, these are philosophers, and this is the philosophy we're teaching about. All he has to say is, we're going to be talking about philosophy by these people who did not bel- who did not argue a any sort of religion-centered philosophy. 
So, if you want to talk about religion-centered philosophy, go to religion class. We are talking about it in the absence of religion. I will not make you sign a thing, but that is how we are talking about it. End of movie! He's so unnecessarily vindictive with this whole thing. Uh, and that's obviously that's part of it if yeah. he hates God or whatever. But, but the point is, he's just setting it up for Josh to, like, fight him on it. Uh, he recognizes around the middle to end of the movie that... This he made a mistake and that he shouldn't have given this kid who well, was un who was unexpectedly comp- or competent the platform. Well, and that he and gave that him. even that I just want to say that like just tell the kid, okay, you don't have to sign it, but we're not gonna talk about it. <laughs> just say we're moving on. If you want to contribute, you're gonna have to get on board. Can I just say this teacher did a better job of getting this kid engaged in the subject than probably any college professor has. Of ever. any subject ever, yeah. I, this Actually, kid yeah. did not care about the subject whatsoever. No. And he was, like, reading, like, three-inch-thick books. Yeah, he was actually pretty ambivalent <laughs> at the start. Yeah, he was like, very he was unsh- invested in he philosophy. He was unsure if he even wanted to. And he was very invested in secular philosophy. Yeah. Like, he was, like, yeah, not... He was, like, he was crushing I, it. I assume before this, the kid did not know who any of those philosophers were, and by the end, he knew a lot. One thing and I that was a pretty good that, list. One thing I want to say is that his arguments were actually decent. Like, I'm... Oh, yeah, I want to actually like, hear from the guy who was actually in college debate. I was, I was in debating crap, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, he... I think he did kind of move the goalposts, though. <sighs> Right. Yes, he did. Or, but or he, he maybe simply not he point, did. But maybe I think the movie did. He pointed out that the professor's goalposts were invalid. Yeah. So that's reasonable. And okay. He the made, professor's he, argument was terrible throughout. Obviously, this is he was a, so bad. Like when he said the when he kept talking about when he kept talking about Stephen Hawking, he's just like he's <laughs> like um actually Stephen Hawking. The world's greatest astronomer. And it's like, where are you pulling that from? Like, are you a college professor? What a weird thing to say. Yeah. I didn't get this far for all the arguments, so I'm excited to hear all the, his arguments. But why would you let your student argue this? I Well, we had some class presentations and stuff in college. That's not the same thing. This guy is like, you are like... In addition to all of this work, you will be teaching the oh, last 20 minutes of was, every class. It was extremely unreasonable. Well, maybe he just assumes that in an intro to philosophy class, they're not going to get anything to accomplish anyways because all these <laughs> yeah, kids are too dumb. He just dumb. hates the class. I'm, I'm assuming I, we're kind of meant to believe that the kid ca- calls his bluff. Yeah. Oh, and sure. then every other time this has come up, the kid's just like, oh, never mind. Yeah. And they just drop the class. I yeah. assumed that that was the case. Which yeah. is so funny because this is a this is like a 150 class. Uh-huh. And I can tell you, having been to college, uh-huh. no professor cares about a 150 class. No. 150 I, classes are for you to... To go, weed out people. Yeah. That's, that's like you give 150 classes so that next year when you have 250 or whatever yep. or 300... Yep. The kids that don't like it don't come back. Yeah. I will say probably I don't I'm not sure if you got to this part, Jordan. I hope you did. I doubt it. The the funniest part of the movie for me mm-hmm. was so Kevin Sorbo gets up in his class the first day mm-hmm. and he says, This is philosophy one fifty, I'm oh, a yeah. professor, whatever. And a, if yeah, that's so and if that if those facts are news to you, which by the way, mm-hmm. very pretentious. Oh, jeez. But if those facts are news to you, 
get out of here. And one kid does, yeah. which is incredible. And then he says, <laughs> and then he basically says, this class is going to be hard. I hope you didn't take this as like a slack class. And if you don't like that, then just get out of here. And the kid's like, whoop. Like, That's he me. gets up and leaves. He does. I did see that. <laughs> Which I thought was incredible. One, It's just funny. Yeah. I'm not sure if they even knew how funny of a thing uh-huh. they made. Uh-huh. But, like, I love how they threw that in there to introduce the concept that you don't need to be here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, like, you can just, you don't need to be here. You can yeah. just leave. And I will, okay, I got to say, as far as Kevin Sorbo goes, I didn't feel like he was quite as pretentious as all that, but I only saw that scene uh-huh. in one like one. He, he gets a lot that. worse. He yeah. gets way worse. I'm sure, but I will say he that he refers to himself as the god of the classroom. I believe at one yeah, point. That's correct. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but I will say that Kevin Sorbo acted the hell out of uh, he the did. one scene that I saw versus every other person in this movie. Who, uh, congratulations to them on their first acting jobs. <laughs> He carried Besides the film. Besides Dean Kane, Kevin Sorbo is pretty much snidely whiplash. He's so mean. Yeah, that's actually, and that's why I, I mean, okay, I didn't make it very far in, but in the first 35 minutes, he was my favorite character by far. Okay, okay, but I want to point out again that, yes, he was a very evil character, and he had maybe some redeeming qualities. I mean, like, he was smart. But, okay, but he had Everyone in, likes Darth Vader more than they He had internal kills. logic and he, he went he went by it the whole time. Yep. He never he never went outside of it. He was a very exaggerated character that maybe you would never find in real life. Except maybe it'd be possible. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> uh, maybe you find someone like this I somewhere. I mean, you know, they actually did I think a that's the thing. His character arc is probably one of the only interesting ones. It because is. they they actually like apart from the way that he just completely collapsed uh-huh. arguing this 19-year-old uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Apart from that being how it went down. Yeah. He they kind of did, like... He has a real character arc. And he had, like, a past. And, yeah. like, the things that he did... But that's, like, the absolute most basic level no, thing of a No, no. You haven't been watching, like, Star Trek Discovery? Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, this is, like, a triple-A budget <laughs> TV show that there's no character arcs. Like, how... Actually, okay, so can I just submit... I want to talk about more about this movie, of course, but can I just submit what would have actually been a more interesting movie? Go for it. God's not dead, but the whole thing is from Kevin Sorbo's perspective. That would have it's been It's a fantastic. professor who gets obsessed with this one student that won't go along with this thing, and he gets the character arc. And it's like it's like if Ferris Bueller was from the, the from uh-huh. the principal's point of view. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just this guy getting clearly befuddled by it's it's like it's like watching Elmer Fudd almost. That would have been fantastic, honestly. And actually, I would that that'd be revolutionary. I bet maybe and it would even, prove your point better than this this like yeah this dumb kid with no charisma. See, the pro- here's the problem with that though. The problem is again, this movie is not entertainment; it is exhortation, and you <sighs> cannot you cannot tell a person. Why make to, a movie? <laughs> you can't tell the person to be the professor. This is already talking to Christians. And so you are. We're te- we're teaching people to be Josh. We're not te- teaching people to be the professor. Well, so, I, what I what I'm saying, and I think that's maybe my issue with. Can I break this into a bigger discussion? Feel free, absolutely. That's my issue with most Christian media. Uh-huh. Is that there's never anyone willing to admit that they're the professor. Sure, that's everyone. Every main character. Everything's so safe that it has to start off as, I'm Josh. That's but a, I only doubt a little bit. That's a pretty solid point. But what if we had Christian art that was about people who weren't in the faith 
you know, or like yeah. questioning it or people who had issues outside of just literally belief, like Christians have issues, I that's assume. A, that's a very valid point. It could have been from the girl who got cancer. I was just going to say, even within yes. this movie, so she gets cancer. What I don't even remember. Does she talk to somebody about it? She, she talks, talks to the newsboys news about it. She tries. What? She, tries she just to, goes in. She tries. She, she tries, tries to an ambush, ambush journalists. Yeah, them. she tries to ambush interview the newsboys, and they're basically like really nice. And then, and then they, they why is she picking these people? And then they talk to her about getting because they're all in Louisiana, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So basically, what is this woman's job? Ambush She's journalist. A, yeah, <laughs> web journalist. I mean, I know, but like, why is? Because leftists all hate uh, Christian TV shows. Oh, I, I want to point out that that thing the that she works for. What is it? The New Left. The New Left. You would not believe how much worse that gets in movie two. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh baby. We'll, we'll get back to it. We'll come back. But to what it. I was gonna say was for so like even for her right. So if you're gonna make an actually compelling movie about uh-huh. a person's faith or whatever, you would basically have to start her character by arc, firing all of these writers. You would have to start her character arc literally at the end of this movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, if you started it, if that, if like this whole movie was literally, even if this movie was the first act of her storyline, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And then she's presumably still gonna die. Yeah. That's more compelling. Can than I ask a question? She goes to a Newsboys concert and okay, smiles I have something to go back to that. Go ahead, Jordan. Can I? My question is: Are these her first two interviews she's ever done? Maybe. No, she seems to have she's a taken off steady, according to her conversation with her boyfriend. Who is she gotcha? Because that seems to be her only job. I don't know who else lives in Louisiana. Or they don't get to it. Who are there any other Christians that she thinks she can gotcha? I want. I want to say. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty. She lives in the South. There's Southern Baptists all over the place. So the problem with that, Tyler, about her make, changing her storyline is that again. This movie isn't entertainment, it's exhortation. And so we, we they're telling us to be the newsboys. That's that's another issue I have with, with this kind of thing, is that... Tyler's uh, just shaking his head. Just don't make a movie then. <laughs> yes, I agree. Make a, if you can't get enough people to come to your sermon. Hey man, don't be so elitist. Uh, you can have other goals in making movies here. I mean, but I guess, I guess what's, what's so annoying about this is that Every, all of these enemies, there's there's no nuance to anyone that is like a... No. Well, there's no nuance to any of this. Anyone that's a Christian is just nice with no problems. That's the goal. Anyone... Right, well... And <laughs> hey, that's their goal here. I know, I but get... But that's a huge lie, right? Like, you're not I, always going to have no correct. problems. But they want, they, want, they want you to aspire to that. Well, and that's so sad that, like... It's, it's such, it sends such a bad message, obviously, but... Everyone who's a Christian has no problems, and everyone who's not a Christian, their life is just falling apart. And so it In ways seems that are not connected to whether or not they're religious. Yeah, it's it's based up. I guess Kevin Sorbo. It yeah. seems like but he gets hit by a car at random. <laughs> even then, are there any Christians in this movie that like have a like? A, so Josh has a rough time with his girlfriend and all of his friends telling him to quit doing what he's doing. But so it seems like what they're saying is. Oh, and the pastor has a bad attitude. But there, <laughs> and uh, the but and he supposed, doesn't make it to Disneyland. But you're supposed oh, to yeah. aspire to be the the African pastor who is thankful all the time. Like that's the goal. Is that sure. he, he comes around to being or being like the African pastor. There's definitely no tropes in fiction about. Oh yeah, uh, magical black man. Magical black man <laughs> giving a dispensing advice. Yeah, definitely. You've never wisdom. seen that in no. any movie ever. No, no, uh, that's woof. <laughs> that is a tired okay, trope. Okay. So he dies in the third movie, though. So 
I'm sorry. Yeah. Can, the, we, can we just have you describe to us the second two movies? All right. All right. You so don't need to give us the. Like, we're gonna come back to the first movie because I want to know more about this Newsboys concert. But in the meantime, okay. Let's tell me about two and three. Oh, okay. So, second movie starring Melissa Joan Hart oh. and Jesse Metcalf, oh. um, star of of uh, Tuck, John Tucker Must Die. Oh yeah. So, anyways, Melissa Joan Hart is a teacher like a high school teacher okay and i think she's teaching history and she talks about martin luther king jr and how he was inspired by gandhi who was inspired by the bible specifically the sermon on the mount which is really missing leo tolstoy which is like major christian points there but anyways <laughs> um they just i was gonna say that. did they ever talk about how martin luther king was basically like super leftist no, they did not. Or how he was an actual minister. Or an adulterer. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, there's all, there's all kinds of things. Yeah. There's all sorts of complicated, fun things. Yeah, it gets... It, no, we gloss over those. So, um... So she gets in trouble. So she gets in trouble because some student immediately texts their parents and because she talked about the Bible in class. Ah. And so the principals and stuff... They oh, just, so she's the good guy. Yeah, she's the good guy. So, so I, thought, the, I thought all education was bad. You, you will get there. So, um, oh. <laughs> no, maybe, I don't know. So she, the school board and the principal want her to apologize, and she won't. And so she, has, she gets sued by the school or something. And I'm sorry, sued? Yeah. Does she still have her job? Uh, you don't, don't have to. I don't, glass rec- I don't recall. Fine. So I didn't. I really tried hard not to pay attention to this <laughs> You movie. did hate so this one. This movie was absolutely awful. So then there's a trial, and the pastor of God's Not Dead 1 ends up on the jury, among other people. Wow. Um, <laughs> How did they not get that guy off the jury immediately? Great question. That is... If, like legal malpractice. Boy. Um, uh, so uh, when when the trial starts, forgive, forgive the euphemism, but all hell breaks loose. How is the first question in jury, deli- like jury selection not, are any of you employed pastors? Well, I mean, would that be discrimination? I don't know. No. That's what you jury selection is. You can discriminate on anything in jury yeah? selection. Yeah? Oh, okay. Whatever. So oh, almost As long anything. as there are 12 people that get picked, it you, does not matter. The only thing that you legally, I think, can't do is, like, on purpose, take out people of certain races. Yeah, that makes sense. But even then, you could basically just be like, I don't like that yeah. guy's shirt or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. He's out, so. That's yeah. part of jury selection is dismissal of people. Yeah. So, anywho. So anywho. <laughs> there are people's jobs whose whole entire thing is the, to select juries. That's their only job. So, the trial is the worst cinema you've ever watched in your life. <laughs> it's like... Uh, I can't even describe it. It's like, imagine all the things that people want Christians to be afraid of. The, 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 the prosecution... Like the first thing they do is they get to get up there and they're like, and we're gonna prove once and for all that God is dead. And they're like, wait, what? When did that happen? Wait, we're just talking about in a classroom here. We're not talking about the what a death huge of God. Overreach. Here. I I know, and it's like. I guess that's what happens when you have prosecutors that can be elected and stuff. Maybe. You, so, get, you end up with a huge moron. So imagine imagine God's Not Dead is like 300% exaggerated. This one's like 3,000. They just absolutely cranked it to the limit. And I assume they do prove in court that God's not dead and it goes to the Supreme Court. And that yeah. becomes the law of the land. And they have to strike God. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And so God then, we trust off of all the money and everything. Thing, thing, they talk about things like uh, the historical 
whether or not Jesus existed. And like, and so, you know, they'll, they'll drop lines and they're like, no credible historian doubts that Jesus existed. And I'm like, they do exist. Like you can't just say that and not have anyone <laughs> fact check it. See, and that made me appreciate the first movie so much more is because they don't drop really too many things in the first movie that can't be fact checked and at least be like, well, at least that's like, at least falsifiable. People, at least people think this. A little, yeah, in the sense that the first, all the arguments in the first movie are basically relied on. This person said this, and they're really smart. Yeah, but or that at least was like, but you that can't was prove be- me wrong. But that was because the teacher made the mistake of setting up that as the whole thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, just that like here's this list of philosophers. They all think God and, is well, dead. And and to be fair, in a philosophy class, mm-hmm. that's what you would argue. So yeah. that's I I'm honestly like if that's the boundaries that you set for your philosophy class like yeah. if you just have to argue philosophically that some philosophers thought this mm-hmm. yeah Kevin Sorbo really messed up and this kid really like got a lucky break Kevin Sorbo was not particularly competent but anyway so we'll, <laughs> which is so, too bad because he really does act so much better than everyone uh, movie two I don't even remember how it ends it was just everyone cheers presumably a dance party yeah god's not the news dead. the newsboys show up right i assume they, I, don't I think know. they are in the second they're one, in all three from what i read so god's not dead three i just watched it the other night in preparation for this because obviously like how could i not so i didn't live tweet it unfortunately but so you, the god's not dead uh cinematic universe yeah you had exactly. to watch all i will say as a quick interjection this one did not make it to theaters nope straight to netflix <laughs> It made a, I think it actually did make it to theaters, but it made way, way less money. Oh, this is like, like a one-night Fathom events yeah, maybe. type of thing. So um, let's see. What was that? what happened to this one? So Pastor Guy from God's Not Dead 1, and do you remember his name, Ty? Dave. Dave. And, pastor Dave, and, a.k.a. Producer Dave. And Pastor Jude, the African pastor. He gets hired now. Oh, I was going to say, is, is Jude back? Yes, he's back. So, or does so, he now we'll, just like we'll get live there. in America? We'll get there. So okay. okay. So this did this, he get to go to Disneyland? It, it, it turns out this church that they're preaching at is on the campus of the college and the, the co- same college. Yes, the same college. And so this college is is a secular college, but the church is still there because historical reasons. This is the South. Like that's going to happen. And so oh, yeah, as we've established, this is in fact. The and South. what happens is they the the college wants. Oh, so jeez, forgot about this. So at the end of God's Not Dead Two, this actually there's continuity here. So at the end of God's Not Dead 2, the pastor is supposed to like turn in his sermons to the government. And I'm he, sorry. Yeah. I don't recall why. I I don't recall why. I don't know. So to anyway, scare people that that's a thing? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God's Not Dead 2 is all about scaring Christians. Like that is if if the goal of God's Not Dead 1 is go tell your friends about Jesus, the God's the goal of God's Not Dead 2 is be scared. So, and the goal of God's Not Dead 3 is, again, go tell all your friends to be Christians, but talk of your friends about God. But anyway, so so at the at, at the start of God's Not Dead 3, he just gets out of jail because he didn't t- turn in his sermons to the government. And <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> no, no, we're, we're going over that. Don't, no, we're, we're, through. we're glossing over that. So, so the college obviously wants to get rid of him and this entire church because it's giving bad, bad publicity to the college. Because it gives bad publicity to the college, obviously. So he they went to jail for this. Yeah. So so anyways, I'm um, not gonna get over this. So sorry. Keep going. I'm sorry. Um, so um, some sort of eminent domain issue, right? Yeah. They essentially <sighs> they um, they try so, to like. So it turns out the uh, oh so so the uh, some guy throws a rock into the church. 
because he's mad at them. Through the window or through, just through, throws a rock? <laughs> straight through. No, through have, window. have no. this rock. So, so here's going to be another, another, another big one. So, the big one to swallow. So, a guy throws a I'm rock ready. through the church. Uh, Pastor Dave chases him out. Pastor Jude is in the church, and something happens, and a light bulb explodes, and the entire room pretty much explodes, and he dies. Huh? Yeah. So, and then from that, the church starts on fire and burns down. Makes sense. Yeah, this is the introduction of the movie, pretty much. What? So, um, so here's what happens. This is like the end. No, no, we're not even close to that. So they just kill <laughs> off Pastor Jude right at the start. So <laughs> did he get to go to Disneyland? Did no, they say? never go to Disneyland. That's that not like happening. The one thing he his, wanted to do. His dying words are, "I never went to Disneyland." <laughs> he, he says in the first movie no, that he has actually, the mouse ears. Actually, Tyler, his dying words are. In an African language, I assume Swahili, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Yeah, that probably <laughs> made, would make more sense. So, anyways, so continuing on the plot, after this, there is now a legal eminent domain issue about they want to just take the church and build a student center there or something. So, at this point, is the church completely annihilated? Yeah, it's like it's not a, it's not a functional church it's, anymore. It's toast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So then, it has so, no historic value so, since so, it's been destroyed. So Pastor Dave gets his brother, who's a lawyer, who is actually he is a um in the in the TV show Sex in the City. There's the Carrie's boyfriend, Mr. Big, but yeah. there's like a secondary one. Oh, I don't remember his name. Like starts with an A. Anyways, it's him. I'm sorry. Can we pause one second? You've watched Sex in the City? No, I looked this up. <laughs> oh, okay. I looked all this up on IMDb. Never mind. Okay. So, cool. anyways, I, I, I watched, was gonna. I was, uh, I watched some YouTube videos. We're have to start videos another about, podcast about that. About which one is which of these boyfriends is better for Got Carrie? Got it. Okay. So you know, because <laughs> as you do, as Normal. one does when tra- when they're trying not to focus on this movie. So, um, <laughs> so he's actually like the best part of the movie by far. He's hilarious. The lawyer. He, yeah, the lawyer brother guy. He's just the best. Let he, me guess. I haven't seen it. Is he mad at God? No. He well. No, Does he need to be convinced he, to be a Christian. He had he he is not a Christian. He has some issues to work through. He had like questions about Christianity that Dave and Dave and, and the rest of the family like wouldn't let him ask. And so then he's mad at the family uh, and yeah. therefore so he's not really like mad at God. Yeah. But he is he's yeah. mad and that's preventing him from Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> He big mad. So, um, <laughs> who's mad? Who's mad? <laughs> exactly correct. So they have to try to. Eventually, a bunch of legal action happens, and they try to sue the church or something, and then the church like counter sues or something, and it gets really messy. And eventually, Pastor Dave concludes, you know, after all, I, I didn't actually want to save the church. After all, let's just build somewhere else because it was he was being a very non-Christian person in being mean to the school i can't believe any of this is real so who's like the boogeyman in number three the boogeyman is the school and the the administrators of the school oh cool there's one specifically who was dave's friend and served him with some legal papers and like tried to get the church tore down behind dave's back this actually is a good point for what i want to talk about Uh uh-huh the demonization of education yes <laughs> not just education but col- also yes. colleges in general yeah not, how yeah in a bigger sense i want to talk about how all of these movies sort of serve up the idea that christians are the most persecuted no matter what mm-hmm. 
And when it's simply that someone disagrees with you, therefore you are persecuted. That's mm-hmm. that's like the extent of what they present. Somebody disagrees with you, someone in a position of some authority yep. does not think the exact same way you think, therefore persecution. Mm-hmm. And in meanwhile, they show everybody who actually has any sort of fame or power and is a Christian, uh-huh. that their lives are perfect. And there is no one trying to go against them at all. And it just sets up that... That's why I couldn't make it through this, because, you know, like any of these, it just bothers me so much that they're setting up... It is, it's kind of propaganda. I yeah, mean, totally. you know, Absolutely. In, in a way where it's like, all right, if you're a Christian... Your life will be great. And if you're not a good enough Christian or if you're mad at God or if you're mad at something, mm-hmm. then you're just going to have a bad time and get cancer or get hit by get a hit car. By car. <laughs> or you're or a light, or even if you are a Christian and we need you to die for dramatic purposes, people you, just are killed constantly in these things. Like, we'll just blow wild. up a light bulb and as long as you say God is good all the time, everyone will be happy you died. Yeah, it's wild. I don't get it, man. Like, that... That so. Anyway, thanks for letting me go on that for a sec. That leads me into my other actual thing of what is good Christian art? What what is? Well, I mean, like, what is art basically? Yeah. What is cinema? Like, does this make you question things a little okay. bit? In a, in a way that is like, huh, this is an interesting thing to think about. Maybe I should think about this. Okay, so here's. Here's one, here's the thing that I was talking to Kathy about the other day and really helped me think through it. So problem with Christian art is this. In normal art, let's say just secular art or whatever. Let's say you're doing a Tarantino movie, right? And you're just going through what makes a good movie, what makes a good story, right? Like all of these things go into what makes a good movie. Sure. And that's that's all you really need to look so at. Like, so like in, for example. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh Uh-huh, exactly. I would argue going from it being just a movie Uh to being cinema, to Uh being like an art flick in a sense, in that not only does it have, is it very competent in all of the possible things you'd want in writing, direction, acting, but it also talks about themes that are very interesting, talks a lot about masculinity and and where that is in society, where it is for the characters in those certain times, Uh how we view, you know, these people like up and coming versus like keeping up with the times versus not. Absolutely. And uh, there's no easy answers for that. Mm -hmm. The main characters are like kind of different representations of masculinity and they're maybe not good or bad. Like they have aspects of both. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're messy and complicated makes them interesting and makes you ha- like discuss it. Yeah, And absolutely. it's fascinating. So, okay, here's the thing about the Christian movies then. Your, let's say you have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It wasn't necessarily filtered by its message. Like, okay, right. it, didn't, sure. it didn't have to have a good message. That's the thing. True. Okay, so it, it's like, this is cinema. Scale of 1 to 10, where do you put it? So that, that's like, let's, let's say that's, that's the one measure that you have to do it on. Whereas with this, whereas with these Christian movies, for example, or Christian music. The goal whatever, is not that. The, there, there are two goals. One is good art. Like, one, is this a good good cinema? Two, is this sending a good message? There are now two filters that you have to get through. Sure, sure, As opposed sure. to just one. So let's say, for example, you have a movie that is a 7 out of 10 movie and a 7 out of 10 message. That is as difficult to, to find as a movie that's going to be 
a nine out of ten movie and a five out of ten message. Sure, you get what I'm saying. Like we're adding up the points, but, whatever. But I argue one has come out recently that has been almost ten out of ten in both things, mm-hmm. and I will just. It, and it is Silence by Martin Scorsese. I was going to say the exact Holy same thing. cow, it's so good. Ty, you got any ideas? It's the best. It's, it's incredible. It's absolutely the best. You see, the, well, the message is not necessarily, it's certainly not uplifting, it, and nor is it positive. Right, but that's the thing. It doesn't have to be uplifting to absolutely. be good, to be reassuring. To, I mean, to, and that literally the whole point of the movie is about this person keeping his faith in in the light of actual in persecution. Essential hell, yeah. Yes, it's fantastic it's unbelievably good everyone go watch silence yep it's so good i would i would say i would dock at one point because i don't like andrew garfield's accent as much as i think adam driver does a much better job and i think they should have switched characters boy my goodness i have nothing to say about accents i have nothing negative to say about that movie at all honestly truly tremendous silence is it's art it's like the best christian movie ever it's easily it's not even close like (laughs) ben-hur Yeah, Ben Hur's fun. Yeah, yeah. but like, and, but that, I like that one too because it is an adventure that just happens to have, yeah. and that does have a cool message in it too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if you're a Christian and you watch oh. Ben Hur, you're like, oh, that's uplifting. Like it's, this person converted. Not, it's not of. really the point, though. It's not the point, but it has that in it, and then you, and that doesn't have to be the point. That's all I'm saying. Like, it can have that message without it being the point. But in silence, it is the point, yeah. and it is done well, and it's incredible. <laughs> so, anyways, so, so there's plenty. Of, uh, there's plenty of ways to do it. But this movie doesn't do any of them. So the, another problem is that there isn't exactly a large, dedicated Christian cinema scene. Right. So, like, for example, yeah, if Martin Scorsese wants to make a Christian movie, obviously he's going to do it better than whatever this dude who, Pastor Dave, who has, like, made the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course I, he's going to do I better than that. I get that. So, like, this is, you should treat this as you would treat any B movie with, yeah. the, with the resources that these people have. I think it's kind of funny how much... I think that kind of interacts with the anti-learning vibe, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like the anti-college vibe. Yeah, oh, if man. anyone like, in this hey, movie would have gone to school for cinematography, any sort of, yeah. yeah, for anything. Honestly, like that. I don't even think. I think it's mostly the script is terrible. Uh-huh. I think the script is the main problem of the movie. I don't know if those people went to school or not, you know, but like they clearly well, had to carry a lot of weight. Here's Just, the thing: I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the skip. Okay, imagine that they had had a script doctor come. I'm not sure if they would have changed it. I think that they they Question wrote the you. exact script that they wanted to write. Were, was two or three? Do they have as many like off the wall like side storylines as uh, the first one does? No, no. Because uh, three had a few. I think one of the biggest problems with one. Yeah, there's too much. To is put that into there it. are so many storylines and none of them seem to interact with each other? If they had a script doctor, maybe they would have taken out a couple storylines. I just think the dialogue is insanely bad. Oh, oh it it's, is. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. I think that's by far the worst part. Like there were so many lines that I literally laughed out loud. Yeah. Like, just sitting, watching this on my laptop with my headphones on. Uh-huh. Just, like, laughing out loud just because, like, the deli- like the line and just the delivery of the line and just cutting to this person at the weirdest time. Uh-huh. But I think it's mostly the script. Yeah. and But, yeah, I, th- I think you're right in that it's... It's what not, they wanted to make. It's it's yeah. It's not written to the uh, specifications that we would want a movie right. written to because it's you know it's, it's written for, for people who watch like two movies a year. Yeah, and people who this that's what this is what they want out of it. Yeah, like, clearly true. a lot of people liked it. It's true, and I, I will say that if if a different writer if a like if they brought in a secular writer, mm-hmm. the first thing they would have done was take that that woman reporter mm-hmm. and 
have them have her go up to Willie Robertson and say, "Hey, your dad hates gay people. What's up with that?" <laughs> and that'd be like the whole movie because that's like the actual what a gotcha journalism person would say. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, like that. But that's the kind of thing that that's where the stuff kind of makes me a little. Well, they're they're not they're certainly not going to confront every issue of Christianity in they, this movie. But like, they don't have to confront every issue. But if you want to write like it's like Make semi it realistically, yeah. That would be the thing. You might have to confront that. That's because guess what? Willie Robertson's been having to confront that this whole time because his dad has said a lot of things very yeah. actively, and would, that's why the show got canceled. It would make the show. It would make the movie realer. That's for sure. I think that's the problem right there. Is essentially that the the arguments are cohesive within how they're presented, uh-huh. but ultimately most of them are huge lies none of them yeah <laughs> like like the premises like even just the overarching concept that this college that you're gonna have your freshman your darling baby boy is gonna go to college and his very first class on his first day they're gonna make him pledge that paper. god it doesn't exist that's not going to happen that's insane yeah that's not real <laughs> like it's an absurd premise and yeah like they they went for it yeah. like they they worked their way through the premise but they invented it themselves yeah, like no one made them do this. That that's wow. That's, that's I think you pretty much nailed it. That's very good, and that's why I hated two so much was because the premise was actually so like I couldn't even say yeah someone can believe this. Yeah, no one could believe. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, this, this one at least. I, okay, you can I will have say, sympathy toward the people who are like, oh, this fits my world. I will say, yeah, this one does. I mean, you know, we all know about the Marine Todd mm-hmm. email forward or whatever, right? The, no, I don't. The, it's been going around for like literally like 10 years. Oh. But the Marine who goes to college and oh, the, yes. the professor is like, says like, if God exists, may he strike me down. And then this Marine goes up and decks him and is like, oh, well, God, God was, was busy or, protecting he, our, our troops overseas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that ridiculous. So it's like there that, that clearly hits a nerve with people. Like yeah. people feel like it's not welcoming to them and yes. they presented it in a very ham fisted way. Like yes. that, but so, that is an idea that exists. No one is out there like mad that. You see, people are mentioning. Okay. No one's okay. scared to mention that Martin Luther King Jr. was a reverend. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, so everyone, yes, many many people have this feeling that they send their children off to college and then they come back with a different mindset. And so the, yeah. the problem is, how do you fit that in this movie? Answer: You exaggerate it three hundred percent. Yeah. How do you fit it into your worldview? Yeah. Well, it just it, it, it if you condenses this it movie explains massively. it for you this and it's this, that, mass, this movie just con- condenses everything massively also i what i like about that argument is that the argument is what what happens to your kid when they went to college and they came back different uh-huh. oh they didn't have the guts to stand up there to their professor like this nice young man did <laughs> your child is weak <laughs> and then the whose fault is it yours yeah Parent. So ultimately, I think Ty summed this up best by saying that this is the movie version of an email forward. Yeah, that's a. It's either an email forward or the scene in "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" where Mac does God, science is a, is a liar sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I found that one also. Honestly, the arguments are pretty similar. They actually. It's essentially are. like the the arguments that Josh roughly makes. Yeah. Are. You can't prove God doesn't exist. Yep. And the what people have since agreed upon lately, yep. like the most recent scientists, how they would describe the Big Bang is closer to how the Bible describes the creation of the universe 
than science. No, no, that that it's closer to how the Bible would describe it than scientists like 200 years ago would, would have, have described, described it. Yeah. So like scientists 200 years ago are basically like the universe was never. It has always existed. Yeah, yeah. And then he's basically like, you know, they made him look like a stupid science bitch. <laughs> like it's always sunny. And that, and that the scientists now agree with what we were saying the whole time. Yeah. Which makes us look good, which has nothing to do with the rest of his argument. Which, boy, wow. that sure glosses over like the whole first yeah. few books of Genesis. And, but, when, you know. yeah. and then, but the ultimate argument is you can't prove God doesn't exist. It's up to you. That's and then the exactly students all inexplicably agree. Yeah, you're right. God is real. That's exactly right. what you were saying. That I just, okay, I got to say, as I, this is the first time I've seen the movie. Uh-huh. As somebody who grew up taking in a lot of content Mm -hmm. that argued science actually proves that creationism is real and that God exists for them to move the goalposts so massively towards you can't prove it either way. And then to have a big dance party at the end, like they won. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. I grew up watching like that was the most jarring part to me. I took Kent Hovind tapes home and watched them myself, man. Like, and that's the thing. It's not even about, whether or not God actually exists. Yeah. I think God exists. Yeah. But not because of, like, <laughs> anything that that guy said. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. That's about right. <laughs> and it's just it's just crazy to me that they were just so psyched about it that we tied. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Oh, yeah. they, they proved the professor wrong because the professor was mad all along. <laughs> he See, got mad. That's the thing is the professor is himself an avatar for atheism. Yeah. And so if you prove the avatar wrong, you've proven the this theory This is basically wrong. the – this is, is Corncob the movie, right? I'm sorry. Uh, the the internet term of corn cob. Like, oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm oh, not yeah, owned. I'm not owned. He said as he shrieks and slowly turns into a corn cob. Yeah. Or like the nude and mad. Yeah. Red yeah. nude and mad. Yeah. Of like yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah. Like so yeah. he loses because he got because he loses because he got mad. Correct. And because he converted on his deathbed. Yeah that too. Which no one else knows. <laughs> In really. your face, guy, it's for like, converting on your deathbed. By the way, it's not like that pastor's ever gonna tell anyone. He probably like he clearly no. didn't even know the professor. No. Although he's he's associated with he, him. Well, and he probably found out later. I mean, yeah, he probably maybe. made the news. But it's well, like, it's, as we've established, the church is on the school property, and so, so he probably hears about this. So here's the thing, though. I doubt that. Well, do you think that pastor went to that 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 professor's funeral? I think so. I doubt it. I would think if I even uh, me yeah. personally, if I was present for a person's dying words, I would assume yeah. I would be at least interested. Yeah, maybe. And he's a pastor, so. But like. But I okay. think do you, you got to assume that Pastor Jude guilted him into it, right? Okay, here's here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Though. He was all a downer about it, like ah, it's gonna be boring. I don't want to go. This was the purpose that we <laughs> and then, we can get one of those rent a cars to bring us over there. And then um, here's the thing though, who's gonna believe him? He's gonna say at the funeral. <laughs> oh, by the way, he converted. This, this lifelong atheist died with, or uh, converted with his dying breath, and then and all, all the- of his philosopher <laughs> friends are gonna hate him. <laughs> That actually would have been a much better honestly, second movie. Honestly, that's probably the reason why they were to the, the school wanted to get rid yeah. of the church in the first yeah, place. Yeah, he's like movies. a huge jerk. <laughs> because, no, because this this pastor was tarnishing the reputation of this dead <laughs> philosophy professor. Whom he everybody actually, loved? He actually denounced all of his beliefs in the last minute of his life. Sorry. Actually, everyone did love him. All the Once other a, philosophy professors were constantly he was laughing. He very popular. He was extremely what? charming. Yeah. Also, I... Once again, I want to see that movie where it's all about the the professor instead. Same. 
Let's talk to Kevin Sorbo sometime. I want to see the movie of the pastor going around, going insane, trying to convince everyone that this atheist professor <laughs> actually converted. And everyone's like like spitting on him, and they're all mad. <laughs> there's, there's a good movie in here, I, I think. Be, there are numerous we, good movies in here. I don't know here. how that would go anywhere. We just didn't watch that movie. <laughs> they just didn't find that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you wow. know what? Okay. Real talk. Again. I enjoyed this movie for what it is. I personally... That, okay, so Ev, since you've explained it, uh-huh. I can understand that this is a, basically a B movie. Yeah. And you appreciate it for on those they, terms. They exactly accomplished their goals. Yeah, I get that. And, and like, so like, I, like, my favorite Star Trek is the original series. Even though it was made in the 60s, I, I don't care. I love care. that you got to put a Star Trek Yeah, in of there. course. I already mentioned Discovery. You already. did. So, like, I don't care about the production quality particularly. I just care that it has a good story and good plot and good characters. And the characters yeah. have good motivations. That's, like, the main things that I care about. And it's all essentially about characters. And anything else to me is completely secondary. And so... Yeah, sure, this premise of this movie was, as Tyler said, pretty much a lie. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, maybe the cinematography was, like, done by a five-year-old. And yeah, maybe, (laughs) yeah, et cetera, et cetera. But I liked the movie. I liked that the characters did their things, like, logically. I liked that the stories, everyone had character arcs. Like even if that they're is true. even if they're bad, fault they all yes <laughs> yes ever like the rich guy had a character arc the I can't think of like okay the only characters who didn't who or essentially Willie Nelson and the Newsboys or not yeah, sorry not Willie Nelson like Willie forces of nature yeah they they were forces of nature for the movie Willie Robertson Willie Robertson yeah thank there you, you go now yeah Willie Nelson would have been an awesome pull for this Boy, movie he would have been rad <laughs> got your journalism on Willie Nelson that would work so I heard you smoke marijuana <laughs> that's correct would excuse, you like a joint excuse me sir do you not know that marijuana is illegal <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna make this movie but reverse everything like all the Christians are atheists all the atheists are Christians. <laughs> And it's gonna be in like, uh, like fifteen hundred Spain. Oh wow! I assumed you were gonna go like Brooklyn. Oh yeah, that would work too. No, fifteen hundred Spain is where I said <laughs> I'm ready for this. The Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we've been going for a full hour here. Yeah. So, are there any final thoughts on this movie? I feel like I had something that I was gonna. Oh, I was gonna try. I was gonna describe the company that made it, but it actually wasn't even that interesting. No. It, they didn't do anything interesting. I've seen actually. There's another. There's another Christian movie company. Oh, there was one. Um, the frick. It's something about a, a flywheel entertainment or something like no. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a different company. So there was one thing I was gonna say. I while I was watching this movie, one of the things that helped me mm-hmm. watch the movie was looking up info about you know the production yeah. and all that. Usually we try to look some stuff up because some of it's interesting. The production itself wasn't that interesting, other than the pastor and the doctor uh, being the producers of the movie interesting but apparently the film so the film company that made this they made other movies before this they've made others since this mm-hmm. before this they kind of just did like oh like a king solomon movie or yep. whatever uh now they do seems like they pivoted pretty hard after this one made like a hundred million dollars which is probably a good idea um it's made how much like it made like a hundred million dollars wow. it made so much money. i did not know that yeah that's wild. I, I, I could be wrong, the but third, it made a ton. The third one made under five, actually. Okay. So they have gotten into... So they made this like a, their own 
subscription uh-huh. service essentially uh-huh. um and they also have done some distribution now interesting including the last two dinesh d'souza movies Ooh. oh uh, no. hillary's america and obama 2020 no no, no. Yeah. after that oh, okay uh something about the one that's all about how uh, Democrats are Nazis and Trump is Abe Lincoln. Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, so, yeah. So basically, I, I was reading about it, and the head of the studio is basically like, we're not super into the way that Dinesh D'Souza presents his political views, <laughs> but we recognize that our audience and his audience overlap quite a bit, so we want to be able to deliver this content to people. And also basically just that. What a principled <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah. And it's basically just like, well, and I'm sure Dinesh D'Souza probably had a pretty hard time finding distributors. Oh, I can't imagine. I don't know if like Obama's America made or lost money. Hold on. Actually, I'm pretty sure. But he that... did go to federal prison in no, the meantime. No, so um, yeah. I'm actually pretty sure that his documentaries are like some of the most money-making documentaries ever. Probably. They're probably very cheap. I think yeah. he reuses footage because Probably. they end up being about the same topics. Why yeah. Yeah. So yeah, genius. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think he probably is no, a little about controversial. Now. Everything that I would expect from this distribution company. <laughs> so yeah. Wow. Um, Flywheel. Ross, any any last thoughts? Flywheel Entertainment makes some good movies. Well, I mean, uh, not good. They're very similar. Oh, but, okay. You know, uh, also pretty much B movies. Yeah, absolutely correct. Um, <sighs> would you recommend this movie to people? I guess if you've listened this far and you and you you've heard what I think and about you hear what movie. Ross thinks and if that sounds like an interesting watch to you you should watch it. Okay, I almost want to like continue watching it from the description that Ross has given us. Almost, if you want a movie that's so that's so bad it's good, watch God's Not Dead too. Okay. That's that's my message for this you. This one, I will say, this one was not so bad. It was fun. This one, you'll want to make fun of it, but you, okay, you number, might have you num- might have an easy time. Yeah, but you'll have a much easier time making fun of God's Not Dead too. Number one is barely is competent enough in the ways that uh-huh. like it's clearly a professional yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it's not like there are like insane continuity errors yes, or anything it's, it's, it's not like the room it's not like extremely unsympathetic characters no yeah it's like it's a sense. decent yeah two so has two it, has it, ever all this like things. the movie it like if you compare it to something like the room right uh-huh. like god's not dead at least seems like it was made by human beings yeah yeah that's just true. ones who like haven't seen more than 50 movies it's absolutely. just kind of, yeah actually that's it <laughs> yeah that's, that's it. about yeah it's a little soap opery and that's yeah whatever. absolutely so i don't know i don't have much else to say I feel like we could talk about this for another hour. Oh, we could talk about Christian art in general for five hours. I honestly could just... The arguments made in this movie are just so baffling to me. That's the main thing that I could go off of. It's just the way the movie presents itself Mm -hmm. versus what the arguments made in this debate Mm -hmm. are miles apart from each other, and I love it. It's... like I, I will say, I thought a lot about the movie. Yeah. Like, the movie is... Bizarre. Is this movie art? <laughs> <laughs> I think no. I it is think, propaganda, as we mentioned. Movie, I don't think the movie is art. I think if a person could extremely easily set up clips of this movie uh-huh. against clips of advertising about the movie, uh-huh. and it would be very interesting. <laughs> of like, even just like what the movie accomplishes, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Not, not even not advertisement, but just what people say about it. Yeah, you know, of just like. Some pastor talking about how amazing it is, and then a clip of the the kid basically being like, "Well, I basically can't prove if God exists or not." <laughs> <laughs> like, 
yeah, I can't, but neither can he. You know? Like, oh my goodness, inspiring. A scathing indictment of atheism. Like, yeah, it's just... So I, that's, that's, that's all I have. That's, I've just been thinking about that so much. Like, Fantastic. Good. Yeah, I, I got nothing else. Kanye's album came out, what, yesterday? <laughs> that's pretty good Christian art right there. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Just go right from this to that. Good Christian art exists. It does. It, and does. it is all it's made by there. Kanye. I think we can pretty much end it. Yeah, there. it's out there. It's out there. Go watch Silence. Yeah, watch Silence. The end. <laughs>